listening to Kimboology. She's a vibe. This is great. Like, Ava's, like, so fun to talk to. This has been such an awesome interview. So let's start with, let's start with what the people want to hear, which is masturbate. Hello, 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 everyone out there. Welcome back to Kimboology. It's your girl Kimbo here. And I have a guest today. And we, if you guys see, we're in a different setup today. We're really excited. We're actually filming. Um, we're shooting out of Siren, which is where we both teach. Yep. And this is Ava V. Marie, guys. Say hi to the people, hello, Ava. Hello, everyone. I love that I'm here right now. Well, I she's was just alive. telling Kimbo this is a part of my romanticizing my life journey that I'm on right now. Come on now. So, it's wonderful to be here. Yes, I'm really happy to have you here. This is a long time coming, y'all. Like, we've been wanting to do sit down and talk to Ava for quite some time. But life be lifing, as we know. We, we know. <laughs> we know it well. Whew. Life be lifing. And Ava's out here, just like me, out here in these streets, like, out here hustling, doing her thing. And I'm excited to sit down and chat with you because... Um, you know, you actually been really out here working for the for the c- culture, for the community. And she's going to tell us all about uh, founding. Um, um, she's the founder of Black Scripper Brigade. So we're going to know about that in a second. But before we do that, um, just c- tell the people who you are. Introduce yourself. So who is Ava? Like, what are your pronouns? Like, all that. Ava. Um, I use she, her pronouns uh, publicly. Um, I actually, you know, with my friends, I personally do use they them pronouns um but you know if somebody with money is around and they like she hers <laughs> I'm, I'm, i i'm a she her for the day okay <laughs> so you're a chameleon if you need to yes right exactly, yes exactly <laughs> um but yeah i am 24 years old i am from the south side of chicago um i have been doing sex work now for wow how long yeah how long have you been like been a sex worker for Pretty much. You're like, 24. So I yeah. am 24. Mm-hmm. So I started with, as soon as I was 18, like doing just basic, like picture selling photos, like, you know, online sex work forms. Um, that's kind of how I got my start. But um, my main stuff has been stripping and I have been stripping for, uh, in the clubs. It was six years and it's been really fun. It's been a great part of my journey. Uh, teaching pole has now recently more come into my life over uh all of this year uh which has been really great so nice love that. where did you strip like what uh, cl- like clubs what states have you been in i started in nashville tennessee oh. um i was going to school basic stripper story dropped out went to the club like i'm not okay even, like, where did you go to exactly school it. yeah um i went to tennessee state university okay and what was your major so i actually was a political science major really so people, didn't expect people that always, people always say that political to me. science no like people say that to me all the time and it's like bro like i i've always been community-based like i've always been that girl that just wants to make a change so like that's, that, so awesome. that's just a theme for me you know okay and so i thought i wanted to do it in that realm you know would I you did you want to be like a... i wanted to be a politician like oh. i wanted to be i actually like I want to be president, and that was come like always come that was stripper like always for president. My thing. No, I live, like, I live. That was always my thing. Like when I was a kid, like I was always talking to people about like politics and how much I care about that. And don't get me wrong, I still care about it, but like the lifestyle of being a politician is just not for me. Like it's isn't just it quite not. corrupt and like it's, it's scary. You kind of have to sell your soul a little you bit. You do, you oh, do, and it's gosh. scary. And I feel like I wasn't necessarily as committed to that as I am for the community. So that's Got why you. it really means a lot to me to be back home in Chicago, like doing BSB and like 
creating my own little lane and to be able to make my change that way. Because I knew that like trying to make a change for the entire world, that's just a little bit too much. And it's really not my responsibility. Like if we're keeping, I love that you said that Ava, because I'm constantly trying to save the world too, girl. And it's exhausting. It's it's exhausting. (laughs) And as black women, I don't feel like that's our, like that's not my job. Well, first of all, the chances are, (laughs) the chances are low, but we're in America too. So it's hard. We have a lot of the, uh, we have a lot of odds against us. I don't really want to fight tooth and nail to do that. What I can do is be more grassroots. Got you. And just focus on my people my community building up and we can exactly we can build it up from there well that's awesome because and that's really kind of in the sense of how and why you started the black scripper brigade correct so So can you tell us more about that yeah my start was uh went to the club when i was 19 years old uh i was obviously living in nashville at the time and nashville was cool but it's not super welcoming to black people i was literally gonna ask like do black people like are black people celebrated in the stripper club um, I went to an HBCU. So gotcha. it's like on campus, I'm around all these black people. Gotcha. I don't think I really truly realized as a 19 year old how white all the rest of Tennessee was because my family's ah. from Memphis. I'm going to school at a black ass school. Gotcha. But once I moved to my own apartment, I'm like, damn, like, we're not really out here. You know what I mean? So that was something that I was like, okay, interesting. Obviously, I go to the club. I'm there because I need money. People ask me how I started my pole journey. I am a bag chaser. I'm a Capricorn. So that's why I was like, you know what? Hustler. I, I knew from a young age I wanted to be a stripper. Did but you really? Anyways, yes, we can okay. circle back to that. But okay. anyways, I, being in Nashville, not having that support in the club, I go to the strip club. They're like, we're not hiring. My friend comes in, not black. Mm-hmm. And auditions. She gets it to audition, gets hired, all of that. Same exact day that they told me they're not hiring at all. Okay. <laughs> And Can I ask you a question? Yes. How did you present? Not that it meant, I mean, I'm just curious because there are certain things that I've heard from friends and just, you know, other strippers yeah. in the community that said that they had to maybe dress a certain way, we wear did. certain wigs. Yes. Just to like, you and know. And I already knew all of that. So I started with getting online and like the dancers resource and all these, like the few girls on YouTube who like actually were strippers. Yeah. And I was like watching all these videos, especially black women. So I had my wig done, lashes done, full beat, everything. I was not coming to play. Mm. I already knew that, you know, black women have to be of a certain standard, you know, like I wear my natural hair in my personal life, like right now, but I would not go to the club that I've never, ever auditioned at with my natural hair just because of how I've been perceived before. So, yes, there's been Because the chances are what? You wouldn't get the job, I'm right? not getting hired. Yeah. Or if I work at a club and then I decide to switch up my mm. vibe while I'm there, they start acting weird. Mm. And so that was my case with Nashville clubs. There was one club um, in Smithville, Tennessee, which is like an hour outside of Nashville. That is where I got my start. Okay. I worked there for a very long time, like a year. And I really loved that club at the time. But, like, I've had I had so many, like, situations at that club that it was just like that was pivotal to me like becoming an adult because mind you i'm only 19 years old wow so you so, started like, stripping you're 19 yeah that's what i'm saying like wow. i'm young as hell like people are doing drugs around me people are drinking around wow. me all this shit i'm drinking underage right. obviously and it's like these are multiple pivotal things that have like happened i've never had any like violent or you know scary interactions thank god um, yeah. I'm pretty, you know, headstrong. I'm somebody who really pays attention. I'm from the South side. Like I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not just going and getting in people's cars or doing anything crazy. I had my own apartment. I had my own car. I didn't invite girls over from the club. I was very safe. So, 
Um, fortunately for me, like my story has been pretty positive. Mm -hmm. Um, and I worked there for a while. I figured out like, Hey, like I had body image issues. Like, you know what I mean? Like Like most of us, right? Like the the club shows you so many sides of yourself Mm. and it also like opens you up to so many worlds. And that's just what I do love about sex work. Like I've been in so many different places, like great spots where people are like, obviously making so much more money than I'll probably ever see right, <laughs> in my right. own personal life. And then I've been places where it's like, this is kind of dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this is kind of sketchy. Um, but luckily, I've been enjoying my journey. I went from Nashville to Denver. I danced Denver. in a club in Denver. Denver was, <coughs> I'm not going to lie, rough. Denver, okay. Colorado, right? Denver, Colorado. Okay. Yes, very rough. Obviously, like rough. I went, how? Like I went from white space to whiter space, and I knew that. I knew that going into it. I wasn't like going to Colorado thinking it was going to be Atlanta. Obviously, okay. um, what made you go to Denver? Like, what brought you there? Uh, honestly, the pandemic. Okay. Uh, twenty twenty, everything shut down. Club is closed. I was working at Coyote Ugly as a bartender, and mm. it was that was a great job, by the way. I made more money. Uh, on the bar at Coyote Ugly, then I made stripping. At Coyote Ugly in Denver? Uh, in, in Nashville. Nashville, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, cool. And so that's what led me to moving because I mm-hmm. lost my jobs. Right. Uh, the club, that was actually so crazy. That month, March, the club decided we're not going to renew your contract. They, they sent me like a text telling me that I'm basically fired from the fucking club. Really? And then two weeks later, the whole world shut down. Damn. So it's like y'all thought y'all had the last laugh on me, but really, yeah. But they they fired me for a petty reason. Um, I was going through a lot mentally, and like they knew that that was my only job. Wow. They knew that, and it was like stressing me out. It was to a point where like this was slow season, you know, December, January, February. Like I was, it was my birthday in January, and then the club is like super fucking slow. Like I couldn't do anything I wanted to do. Um, for my birthday that year I had like a little basic party at home and was trying to like restart my life you know for the new year like I had new strategies I was ready to get back to the club and like just do my stuff and I was driving two of my friends up there to the club pretty regularly because they didn't have a car or the one that did have a car just didn't want to like be taking that long drive and you know what we might as well carpool together yeah so um I had two friends in Nashville that were like very pivotal to the start of my journey like pretty great people like I still talk to them occasionally today um but going back and forth with them the club started to have more loyalty towards them than they did towards me were your friends white uh no they They were were black but they were lighter skin gotcha and so the colorism in the club definitely played a factor in a lot of stuff for me and like going up there and seeing them leave with way more money than me certain nights like that changed shit for me it made me feel a certain way about myself. So yeah. it's like I was going through my own internal battles and then I was going to the club and like trying to scrape up as much money as I could to mm-hmm. pay my bills because that was really my only job at the time. Right. And this is when I was living with uh, my ex-fiance. And so it's like I was going through my own relationship, personal, mental, career stuff, trying to hide that I'm stripping for my mom oh. as well. Wow. This is like, this is the. So yeah, that was one of my questions. So your family wasn't aware of your not uh, at the time. sex work journey? Not at the time. Okay, no, got you. No, not at the time. Because um, you're still about 19, 20 years old. 21. Yeah, I'm still just a bartender to oh, everybody. Like, I, they knew got I worked you. late nights and they knew I worked 
at places that are adjacent to the club. Gotcha. But it wasn't the club. Gotcha. You know, now I can tell my mom, hey, I'm at the club. Like, you know what I mean? I can tell her, oh, <laughs> Mama, at- I'm at the club. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I can name drop the club. And right. she, I know that right. she's not going to, like, come up there or be weird. She just, I, just for safety. Right. You know? And I'm grown. Right. Now. You're grown, yeah. So it's like, it's fine. But at the time, no. Like, my mom's calling me and I'm trying to, like, oh, yeah, I made, like, three tequila sunrises last night you know what i mean like i'm trying to like oh yeah i'm trying you to know, like pretend that that's where i pop my pussy all over the and place. i knew that she knew i don't know i knew that she knew that i was there i think i think i feel like she knew about it maybe like a year before i told her okay uh, so she had a fine yeah she had a uh, but it's like i've been a dancer all my life that's right. another thing i'm not just a dancer in the club like i've been dancing since i was three years old oh, ballet tap jazz. really i took a, a break dancing class before like that's I've cool been a dancer. Like, dance, i knew from a young age i wanted to be a stripper mm. because i knew from a young age i wanted to dance you're for an entertainer performer yeah right yes exactly. you have that in you exactly want to perform exactly and, yeah so that's my thing like i was always into that and that's what led me to when i did have to move back home from denver I just wanted to like immerse myself in the community, do my stuff over here. And I only moved from back from Colorado just because the racism was just getting too rampant for me. The okay. racism was rampant. Now, how how aggressive would you say the racism was? Was it microaggressions? Was it like straight up to your face? Were it you- was a mixture of everything. Really? But mainly it was very just dismissive. And so it's mm. like, okay occasionally but when you're living there for two years and everywhere you go it's like you're feeling like you're being side-eyed like you're being watched just like only in black areas i felt safe and there's not a lot of black areas in in, in colorado as a whole not just denver but the entire freaking state okay so it's like it's just a very white space and i knew it was going to be and so moving there from nashville was just supposed to be a change of scenery okay but it and it did that did you like hiking and all that or no i'm not really a outdoor like you're not girl. outdoorsy no, listen, and you went to denver no, I know. people keep there's more stuff on the list <laughs> i wanted a change from my normal life gotcha. and i got that got you like denver did what it was supposed to do for right. me and i honestly feel like because i moved somewhere that was that i hated so bad i will never put myself in situations willy-nilly again okay that was just a, like a spur of the moment like oh my god you know i romanticize my life again. for sure no, i love that. my life yeah. again that romanticizing my life is like a theme for me i love and that so i was with my ex-fiance we were like oh, we're gonna go to denver we're gonna get married on the mountain like we're gonna Sickening. have our whole, you know we got our dog we got our cat we got our whole family over here like that was what i was thinking my life was gonna be and that's not what it was which is okay and you that's know? you know life be lifing guys it does. and life i'm so i'm lifing, young folks. i'm young you're young so it's like i have a lot more time have the fun that's move to saying. denver fuck it be and a stripper who exactly like live your life saying. and it's yeah. like i think that's what my mom has come around to this past year it's just like i'm trying yeah like i'm figuring it out and you're living life I which am. i think is so special because you know you're 24 years old you know i'm i look at ava because i honestly see a lot of like 24 year old kimbo Mm -hmm. in you because i did the same i literally like left my i left the country i moved to a country i've never even lived in before actually i I moved to a 
a city I never even went to before. I moved to Melbourne, Australia mm-hmm. on a whim. And I was like, fuck it. I had no job. I told my, of course, my parents didn't know about that. But yeah. I told my parents, you know, I was like, I told my mom, like, oh, I have a job waiting for me. Right. Because, of course, you just don't want to worry them. But you're of like, course. I need to switch things up. Like, I this is not working for me. Exactly. Life is not. This is not. When I figured out that, because like, I was a graphic designer, when I figured out that I could cap at, like, 35K a year, I was like, oh, bitch. I, this is not for you, girl. Like yeah. I'm like, this is this is life. You're telling me that this is what life is. This and is I bullshit. And I don't want to accept that. I'm not exactly. accepting that. So exactly. you you romanticize your life and you said, okay, I want to build my life. I want to like explore the world, and I think that's wonderful. And yeah. it's it's taking you on this ride. So, mm-hmm. and it took you to Denver. Were there any other cities that you that you lived in as well? Or uh, those were the only two <clears throat> cities that I actually lived in like long term. Okay. Uh, I danced in other cities. Just you like, would travel when and I dance was driving. Yeah, Got like you. I went to Huntsville, Alabama, and danced for a couple nights okay. at a club out there um i literally still think about the chicken wings from that club what randomly. like that club sucked and i chicken. never really made more than like two to three hundred dollars at that club because this was so like it was just so trash and i still think about the chicken wings. okay can you educate the audience on like the strip club food because i feel like people don't realize that in some strip clubs the food is bomb yeah no and people, people go to it's go like, eat at the strip club the thing is it's like when you go into the strip club you're walking into a portal so it's like you gotta a just portal be, oh yeah a portal <laughs> you gotta just be open to the vibes right okay sometimes you're gonna go to a strip club and the drinks are gonna be ass sometimes you're gonna go to one and the drinks are gonna be amazing same with the food like, there are some strip clubs that have the best wings. I know they talk about it in, like, Atlanta yeah, and, yeah. like, uh, and Down bigger south cities. Too, I was going to yeah. say, this is the South, though. Like, yeah. these people, it was literally this man's grandma back there frying chicken. Like, this <sighs> grandma in the back of the I club. I know that shit was good. And it's like, it was so good. <laughs> and it was so good so to jealous. that. I literally, certain nights, it's like, I'm not making no fucking money, so I might as well go sit my ass down and order some wings. Eat some chicken. The yeah. fuck? You know I what? was always that girl eating wings in the You back. know what? Shout out to Fierce. Shout out to our yes. girl Fierce. She's yes. also the co-founder of, of, of Black Scripper Brigade as well. Yes. We, love, we love Fierce in these streets. But she, whenever I would do an event with her or do a show with her, I'm sorry, she would be, she eats. Like, she's yeah. like, let me get my, she have a, a plate of wings or something yes, like that. And she's to. like, Kim, like, when I worked at the strip club, like, I would eat. The food was so good. I'm it's like, so I great. respect it. It's so great. <laughs> like, all, every single stripper has that club that they just think about the food. That they probably have never worked at in several years. Wow. It was probably a totally different time of their life. But yeah. if they ever go back, I know f- what I'm ordering. It's funny because. And I'm going to pray. <laughs> <laughs> that whoever was cooking the food then is that we're keeping those recipes exactly because if I go there and it's bad, Ooh. I'll cry, cry. Yeah, literally, I, I would actually cry. There's a I went to Houston and I went to a strip club called Dreams, I believe, out there. Girl, I, yeah, I still remember. I walked out the club that day, and this was me like just going and supporting because I love going to strip clubs and just throwing money. And I didn't work though, but like I literally like remember leaving that club and there was money just ones all the way, all around the ground, yeah. like literally on the way out. There was just money all over. I know I was just like. I'm fucked up. (laughs) But I remember those wings. I remember those fucking wings. They were so fucking good. Like, I am like, same. Like, if I go back there, like, I need to fucking eat those wings. So, yeah. So, if you guys out there don't know, if the folks out there don't know, don't miss on, don't skip on the food at the strip club. You you have to try the food. You gotta try the food. food. So, love that. Love that. Well, okay. So, you got, well, thank you for all that because I really loved hearing your journey on, you know, coming, being from the south side of Chicago. Literally, I didn't know that you actually went to an HBCU. So, that was really interesting as well. Because, yeah, being in the HBCU, like, you're kind of like in your like you're in this like bubble of like just blackness and it's right. amazing and it's right? just it's, your community it's and your you community safe. You and then you step safe. out of that and it's different 
Right. So then people, some, and it's funny because, you know, I listen to the friend zone and like the uh, intersection, uh, um, they, they have this like section that they're doing all about HBCUs, you know, and so they were like talking about that. And so that when you mentioned that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's like, it, it kind of also, you know, piggybacked off what I've been hearing them say on, about HBCUs, mm-hmm. about being in a bubble and yes. how, whether or not that is good for us to like be in a bubble and then step out in the world or be immersed in it during school too, you know? So it's, I it's think like, it's good. you think it's good? I think it's positive. Okay. Because my thing is, I... Some people want to be around, you know, their own people. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think that you have to be prepared for when you are going to go out into the world, especially depending on where you go. Because for some people, that was their life. Right. Like the people that went to TSU from Memphis, they're just going to go right back to Memphis or they're going to stay in another southern black neighborhood. Most likely. Most likely. And it's okay. You know what I mean? For me... The culture shock was just moving out of that, getting into, like, actual work outside in these little pocket areas of Tennessee. Like, Smithville, Tennessee is, like, a very white area. Like, Smithville, Tennessee. It's, yeah. it's just a random-ass place. They don't, yeah. they didn't have streetlights, okay? Wow. I'm driving in the dark an hour to the club because wow. that's where I work. And it's like, I literally saw a bobcat outside. Come on now. <laughs> like, meow. <laughs> what? Where are you seeing bobcats? Like Big I purr. was, I was just outside. It was like <laughs> literally was, outside. I was really outside. <laughs> so it's like that. That was just you know my life, and so that was where the culture shock just came in. It's like there's really no other black girls to talk to. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Like I want to yeah. be that girl in the dressing room that finds other you know camaraderie. Yeah. And like friends, we don't have to be like you know real real Got friends. Got you. It's yeah. Just somebody to talk to. When oh. Yeah. In and out of the dressing room. I mean, when you started working here at Siren, I was like, oh my god, yay! You know, yes. I was like excited. You know, I'm like, That's okay, another saying. another black girl I can you know be like, hey girl, like, and then of course, in a sense of like, initially now you know not everyone's the same, but I would say like I would love to at least know that I could support mm-hmm. or at least I can look to my my fellow black girl exactly. and be like, hey girl, this is the tea. Here right. you go. Especially looking on a out for night. each other. Yeah, and I already know like dealing with racism in these types of places it's really hard to like explain that to your coworkers exactly. who are not black yeah and i did a lot of that in denver i met some wonderful amazing women in denver and like we all went through some stuff in the club but like my stuff was different okay you know what i mean yeah. and there wasn't a lot of black girls there and there were some really great black girls that were there it was just a few of us though right like when it's only three or four black girls at the club and maybe one night they're not there and you're the only black girl now you're getting singled out by a customer which has happened to me plenty of times for sure it's like there's nobody to really talk to about that right and like my other friends were affirming you know the white girls were nobody ever made me feel bad about myself or anything as far as the girls go in denver but the customers were definitely assholes Mm. for sure i was gonna say too because like my question for you is that because you were the only black girl you know say on the roster that night or whatever have you did you find the tips to be more like, you know what I mean? Like some people were like, oh, because like I had I had students that were like, oh, I strip out all the way in like Bumblefuck USA because yeah. it, there's it literally is a mining company. Wait, there's so one strip club. Yeah, yeah, you're the niche. And so people are like, oh, there's a black girl here. What's up? Yeah, like no, for certain customers. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I had my good nights. At OK. Club. OK. Like I, but there were definitely times when shit would take a turn for the worst. And I'm 
being accosted by a customer and like there was a customer specifically in Denver at the club I worked at Nitro Club in Boulder. So this was like not, you know, in the city of Denver. This was also in Boulder. Like mm. this is a much wider space. And so a lot of that area is like college kids or like people with money because it's fucking expensive to live up there. So it's like mm. yeah, some nights I would have amazing times. But then there were nights when like customer would come in asking me who I voted for, why I voted for them, oh, who's wow. going to do what to <laughs> what communities and all this other random You're like, like can I just dance just, for you? <laughs> no, like literally, I'm here to shake my ass. Yeah. And like have a drink at the bar. Yeah. Like, I am not here for this. Can I just shake my and ass? And it's like you're not paying me, so I don't yeah. And like these would be guys that are getting dances from me sometimes. Uh-huh. So it's like you like black women sexually. Yeah. But then you want to say something at the end of this interaction to get a rise out of me. Yeah. And that's yeah. a sport for you. Problematic as fuck. That's what I'm saying. You're coming here yeah. on your Friday night to ruin mine. And it's Yo. like sometimes, like, obviously, as you dance more and more, you get a thicker skin and it doesn't, yeah. like, bother you. But I'm not going to sit up here and lie and say when I was 19 and fucking yeah. 20 years old yeah. dealing with racist interactions that I didn't internalize that Ooh. shit. Because it's it tough. was very, very hard. Like, yeah. I'm just getting out of fucking college. I'm just getting out of high school, really. Wow. You know what I mean? At 19. A baby. I was in high school last fucking week. Ugh. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, a baby. I, I'm going through these pivotal moments in my life in the strip club, which, honestly, I'm so grateful for. Like, looking back on everything that I've gone through, to have already done all of that shit, and I'm literally about to turn 25, is crazy. I was going to say... Because I can't do the heart thing. How do you do the heart thing? With your fingers? Yeah, the little heart thing. Because they're giving us hearts. So, like, TikTok's giving us some hearts, y'all. Shout out to TikTok. Um, No, I think, I mean, to experience all of that, you're 19 years old to, you know, have, like you said, pivotal moments of your child. You're not even 25. Your prefrontal cortex is not even fully developed yet. And I'm dealing with all of this. And you're dealing with all of this. So it's quite, it's amazing. Miles away from my family. No family to support you, right? Barely have friends, because then again, you're really the minority there. There's only a few handful of Mm -hmm. black people, right, in a sense. Yeah, you have your white friends, but at the same time, your white friends just don't get it. You know what I'm saying? saying. Like, they don't get it Yeah, like, shout out to our white allies. We're not saying that we don't appreciate y'all, but there's only so much you can actually understand. Right, and that was mainly my issue only in Denver. Like, my mom was somebody that I talked to regularly. She just didn't, I couldn't share all of the details with her. So that was another thing. It's right. like, my mom is a great person. She's super supportive in the ways that she can be. But obviously when I lived out of state, like it was hard for me to yeah. like fully connect with her. And I'm lying about my job exactly. on top of it, exactly. you know? And exactly. so I eventually talked to her about it and you know, she never had a problem with me dancing. She just wants me to be safe. safe. Like, that's they always, at the end of the day, right? That's it's like, it. are right. you safe? Okay. <laughs> you right. know like she's good yeah. with it like i text how about her your other family home. um i i have like since i moved back i do live with my grandma so it's like i'm close D- with does my she grandma. know like she like, know yeah she okay. knows i dance like pretty much everybody in my family knows Those that now um it's just like some of them i'm not super close with gotcha. you know what i mean so they yeah. don't know like the full depth of my life but mm-hmm. everybody in my immediate family who i like spend holidays with and stuff like they all know my love for the strip club okay, <laughs> okay? they all know my okay. goals to open up a strip club they all uh, know all of this right? i ship that like, for you so yeah, hard so, so hard yeah so what about it's not a secret what about your father what father do you is are there fathers in your life do they do they know or? um i am not very close to my father gotcha. um i have a stepfather that i 
not I wasn't super close with. Um, we don't really talk often. So um, as far as like father figure, I have mm-hmm. some other like uncles and family members gotcha. that I you know talk to and stuff. But nobody that I'm like super close with, you gotcha. know, like to talk to regularly. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, thank you for sharing that. When it comes to, you know, obviously building clientele in the strip clubs, mm-hmm. you know, you've been frequenting your, your job. So you, 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 know, you tend to build up, you know, relationships, so to speak, with right. some of these clients. You know, some of them are like, oh, hey, it's your regulars, whatever. Right. Did you have any, like, sugar daddies or did you become a sugar baby or did they sponsor anything in your life? Um, there are some men that sponsor stuff in okay. my life. Um, right now? W- too? Currently. Okay, yeah, cool. Of course. You know, yeah. you always got to keep... Some, some little sugar daddy around. don't exactly. hurt the, nothing you know what i'm saying exactly yeah um but it for me i have usually had like consistent people outside of club life more than within the strip club um the strip club mainly like since i moved around a lot i haven't had i'm not like a regulars girl you know what I okay mean? so got you. oh because you moved okay i move you around should, a lot gotcha. and i also don't always consistently come to the same club like i try uh, to bounce around i try to figure out you know what the vibes are so when you see me you see me and you. get a dance or don't <laughs> get a vip or don't yep like see I, me when you see me or no yeah, exactly yeah. so okay. as long as i enjoy my night i Try to do it again tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> and I'm one of those. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And when it comes to like, you know, like, so you're, so you're not only are you dancing at the strip clubs, this is back, you know, before mm-hmm. the pandemic and all, or during pan- pandemic times or whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, currently, currently do you dance? Currently, are you working at any clubs? I am not currently working at any clubs in Chicago. I have auditioned at pretty much all of them. So yeah, can you share your experience about, because you know, you've shared with me candidly a little bit about your yeah. experience here in Chicago. And I'd love to know you know, because in a sense, you you have experience. You've been working for several years. For several yes. years. So, but when I met Ava, she disclosed to me that like she was having difficulties with, in the sense of the, the clubs here in Chicago. Yeah. Can you explain that? So, for me personally, um, the clubs here in Chicago will find any reason to not hire you. I have faced a lot of racism similarly um, to denver and to nashville in chicago in chicago yes here um and some of these clubs like i've gone to enough times to the point where like somebody was like can you just stop coming in wow like we're just not hiring you like you don't have to come in anymore and it's like okay bro thanks they like straight up said that no for real and honestly i prefer that to when they let you keep fucking auditioning, yeah. wasting your time, yeah. they'll have you in the back for like some hours pretending to get ready yeah. and getting you ready for stage. You go out there, you do your fucking audition, and then they're like, wait longer because we got to figure out a decision. And by now it's fucking midnight. And I got uh, here at eight to wow. audition. And you didn't fucking hire me. And now I don't have time to go audition at another club mm. because you're wasting my night. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't have to be hired everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not that type of girl that's like, every single club I walk in should hire me. Obviously, I believe that because I'm a bad bitch. But like, at the end of the day, I don't care what your approval is on me. I'm just trying to make my money, bro. That's it. I just want an outlet to go and work. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about any of the club politics, all that shit. I want to shake my ass and I want to go get some fucking food and go home to my grandmother who I care for. That's literally it. Like I don't, I'm not here for all of that. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, I'm coming in here to actually work. You know, my experience. 
I'm a I've hustler. Danced, I've danced in fucking Vegas. Like, yeah. I've, I've danced at Spearman Rhino. Like, they don't hire everybody there. I've heard. They I don't heard. hire everybody. Yeah, Spearman Rhino, I heard. And if I go different. to fucking Vegas tomorrow and I ask John to hire me, he's going to. So it's yeah. like, I can go back there. But you here in Chicago, these petty ass clubs, and they're telling me I'm basically not good enough to work here. And when I ask them for constructive criticism, they say, we actually can't give you that. Damn. Like, that, that, was my ne- that was my next question because my <laughs> thing was like, okay, so what is it? Because for me, personally, you know, I've, 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 I've gone to auditions too, but not, not here in the States. I, went, I auditioned for strip clubs in Australia. And I did the whole thing. I auditioned, showed the titties, did it, all the whole thing. And they said, we'll let you know. And they ne- I never got anything back, never responded or whatever. And for me, I'm a thicker girl. You know what I'm saying? I'm T-H-I-Q-U-E thick, okay? But I'm talented and I know that. But for me, that's my, for me, I'm like, I'm black and I'm thick. Yeah. Ava here, clearly, guys, has been working and is, you know what I mean? Fits the mold, in a sense, yeah. for a strip stripper, yet can't get can't get work here in, in chicago so my yeah. question to you you know person that is hiring at a strip club what the fuck's the problem what is the problem you and they mean? don't give you that and, and my thing is i'm definitely somebody who is willing to play the game a little bit i understand that sometimes clubs will hire you after you've come in a couple times is that really or if you've come up with a different look or whatever uh, okay. so it's like i'll play the game a couple times i have been in this game long enough to know like you're not always going to get it on your first fucking gotcha. try and that doesn't mean that you're bad at dancing that doesn't mean that you look ugly that doesn't mean shit that just means go home and try again tomorrow got you and so that's cool I will play their little games about you got to wait 30 days to come back. Now you got to wait 90 days to come back. Now you got to wait a year to come back. All of that shit. (laughs) But it's like who, mind you, in these 30 days, 90 days in year, I'm still not making any fucking money. So from you, from from this club. So it's like how many times am I really going to come back? And, you know, I love that you said that too. But also keep in mind, everyone, strippers pay to work. There's a house fee. Right. That we pay every single night. So you guys, I mean, folks out there that don't know that when dancers, strippers go to the club, they have to actually, they're in the negative before they even start working. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Because you have to pay a house fee. Unless your club takes it at at night, which either way, you still owe something. Well, oh, takes it at night? Okay. So then after the night. Okay. So it's either they pay up front or they pay at the end. You do it up front. Okay. And you come with that cash in your hand to start. To start. In Vegas, that's what they do. Okay. So it's like you pay it and then you work whatever else you make. You just need to tip people out and then you go home. You tip people out. Okay. But it, and when I worked in Denver, it was like a it was like a line at the end of the night. Like we each go to in pay? there, yes, oh, and pay okay. our fees and then exchange like dollar bills for bigger bills or whatever. Got you. And then you can check out and go home. And then you can check out and go home. Yeah. And when you're tipping out people, you're paying like what? Like you're paying like the bartenders and all that stuff too, or when it you... depends on the club. Okay. Um, okay. Some clubs you pay everybody, which is pretty much like bigger clubs where like there's a lot more money changing mm-hmm. more hands mm-hmm. so like if there's people that like sweep up money you can throw them a couple dollars gotcha. if there's some people i i don't believe in tipping managers i think that shit is crazy as fuck but there's mm. some places where you do have to tip managers to like mm. put you in better sections gotcha. and like they know, you know that they know the big ballers yes exactly gotcha. like the exclusive shit gotcha um but i don't participate in that mm-hmm. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. just too much for me i i'm i'm a chill bitch yeah i have chronic pain I'm not about to be doing all that shit. I know that's right. Like, I come to make my little bag and I dip the fuck out. I come to shake ass, dance, have a good time. 
some nights, yeah, I'm really in that bitch working, but mm-hmm. some nights I'm not gonna lie. Like I just I love the bullshit of the club. I love the fuckery of the club for me. I think that's so honest like, and great. I can come here <laughs> and I can party safely, obviously, right. and then go home and my yeah. bills are paid. And your bills are paid. That's, that's what it's it. supposed to be yeah. about. Question for you though, when it comes to house fees, like what are these fees looking like? Like what are some house fees that you can kind of disclose like that you so you paid? I've paid like a hundred and ten dollar house fees. That's kind of like on the higher end, but I try to work places. I have worked places that the house fee is not that high, but for me, the way that I calculate my house fees is whatever the fee that the club is charging me to work in addition to all my tips, because that's what I'm paying out. So I know some people are like very specific on their tips being completely separate from their house fee, but that's just the way I look at my house fee. Like if I have to work at this club and it costs, like in Vegas, $100 or so to work tonight. $100. That's okay. just, mm-hmm. like, the base. And that's but not even if you make any money. Yes, that's just to walk in the door and get your clothes on. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yes. that's walk the thing. The Some door, dancers will go in there in the negative, on. and then they might not make anything, and yes. they go home, and they've paid the house fee, and, and don't go home with any money. you're just shit out of $100. Have you, gone, have you had nights like that, where you've um, gone into work, and then you, like, leave? And I like, can, at the bare minimum, make my house fee back. Like, I can hustle enough to get that shit, but there's been nights when, yeah, like, you're in the fucking negative, especially, like, when I was going through those moments throughout my life when, like, shit was already hard. Yeah. It's difficult to get your head in the fucking oh. game. It's it, And, like, to actually go to the club on a night where there's, like, not a lot of customers, you really have to be locked in. Yeah. That's the thing some people, like, haven't really unlocked yet in their sex work journey is, like, when you are not on and ready for the game the game is gaming you at that point you know what i mean now you're coming to the club every night and you're paying these fucking house fees and you're not making shit because you're thinking about how your man at home is pissing you off and how your mom just argued with you tonight and then you also got a flat tire like you got a lot going on baby just stay at home that's true and i know that that sucks because you obviously need the bread right now yeah but at that point you're not making it and you already know you're not gonna make it so setting yourself up with the right mindset is like so pivotal, pivotal. Yeah. and i have really more so unlocked that a lot within myself this year okay just as i get older and i've d- been doing this for so much longer it's like when i'm actually prepared to hustle my ass off that's when i see the fucking money come in uh when you're when you're in the right state of mind yes okay i have to be in the right state of mind yeah no that's real that's that's really real and so i'm happy that you shared that because i feel like those are the those are the misconceptions about mm-hmm you know, dancing and stripping and being in the club that like, oh, these bitches making money. Yeah, there'll be good nights, but yeah. you're not seeing all the other things around it too. Yeah, you know, and it's is. work. It's mental. It's, it's mental. mental. Yeah. I like lie about that. I have been exploring my mental health journey personally for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who was diagnosed <laughs> with depression, diagnosed with anxiety, also has chronic pain. Like I've gone through my own health journey as well as doing sex work. It's been right there next to me. Mm. So it's like that's also another thing that has affected me a lot as I have gotten older. It's just I've been dancing for so long, like not stripping, but like dancing since I was three years old. Right. That wearing my body down, it's already taking the toll on me right now. And Mama, you are 24. That's what I'm saying. Oh I my still God. got a long time. Yeah, I'm still p- about to be dancing for a while longer. Yeah, like, like when you hit your 30s, you're just like, yo like and you're here feeling it now i'm just yeah. like mama the 30s no, i'm are buckled just up like, for the ride 
I'm both it's wild because I I was I was like you like I'm like yeah I jump on the boat all the energy and like now I'm like it takes so much to like get the energy to get on the pole to teach exactly. class it's just like it's a lot it takes yeah. a toll Doing you're putting miles in a day and then yeah. having those stacked weekends is like crazy Ooh, you're yeah. putting miles on your body uh, yeah. you know what I'm saying That's what so. I, I love the thrill of it all honestly yeah. I yeah. really do because I like when I was like super booked and busy for gigs like in the summertime and uh. it's like there's so many fucking things to, to yeah. perform at yeah. and it's like I'm back to back to back and then I still teach these classes so right. it's like right. Tuesday pole class Friday pole class Saturday Saturday we got an event and then I got to run to this event and then Sunday I might have an event. It's like, <sighs> yeah, but by, by the time I get to Monday, I am flat Stanley on my bed. <laughs> like that's, that's <laughs> not my flat level. Stanley. <laughs> like I am absolutely locked into the bed. That's I hear you. Like, I, fucking I can't you. do anything else. That sounds, I mean, I literally, it sounds exhausting and it sounds like work. And so that's the thing. Like I get really upset. Like there was some random troll that like posted something the other day on Facebook and was like, yeah, I'm, I'm about to go to the strip club and not give and not tip the dancers or something like that. Said something really stupid was like, okay, I can't wait to go to the strip club and like not tip anybody or not tip the dancers, LOL or some shit. I'm like, can you not, can you stay home? Like that's what people do. Can people, you, can you not? This is the <laughs> shit that you learn about men in the strip club is that some of them are so fucking miserable. Yeah. That's what they come there for. That's what they come there they for. They come there to yeah. try to play women, game women. They come there to try to, like, go to a girl who doesn't really know what the fuck's going on and take advantage. Yeah. And it's just very strange. Yeah. It's it's, it's, it's very strange behavior. It's that power trip thing exactly. that they get they feed off of. And yes. it's, it's I, I literally, I, I commented in there. I was like, yeah. hi, by the way, don't do that because... The girl, I'm, I'm like, I can guarantee you that they rather you not be there at all. Just I was don't like, come. Just don't come. Don't come. We do not know? care about a full strip club of people who are not fucking paying us. Not. I would rather it be five guys in there making it fucking rain right. for three hours straight right. than it be hundreds of people in here and nobody tipping. And usher bucks. That's what I was about to say. Like, <laughs> don't come in here and waste Don't be throwing no time, usher bucks. Bro. You know that story, we right? We literally <laughs> rather just be sitting there eating and being on our phone okay. with no customers. Okay. Like, honestly, if I'm not going to make any fucking money, I don't care about the conversation. I don't care about, oh, I'll buy you one single drink. Oh, do you want something from the taco truck? I want you to get a fucking VIP. That's what I there want. There you go. I want you to spend a minimum of $1,000 in here, and I also want you to also tip on top of that. On top of that. You heard that. Like, and buy me drinks. Here. Don't and have me drinking the whole night, having me having a that's good time. What I'm like, if yeah. it's a super slow night and I only make a few hundred dollars, that's one thing. Right. But if it's actually fucking packed in here and I am leaving here with 450 yeah, I'm annoyed. You I'm hear annoyed. That? And 450 y'all. So. And it's yeah. like I'm not gonna shade the nights that I made four fifty because it could have been a good night for me at the time because if it's weak every single night and then I make some money yeah it's like okay yeah. but there's also those periods of times where like yeah I've been making eight hundred dollars every night so coming in here and making half of that like what the fuck did I do tonight right that I didn't do last night or vice versa same so it's just like you're trying to figure out what what you have done if anything if it's like a low moment for me and i'm feeling like internalizing some bullshit but since i've been past that personally it's like some nights yeah it's just yeah well thank you for sharing that and i want to pivot to like uh bsb so Mm -hmm. the black scripper brigade sorry i don't know why it's hard for me to say that sometimes black scripper brigade and i know why you had to call it black scripper brigade because the censoring 
of, right? In the sense yes. of like, you know, so can you share, you know, why you started, when you started it, you know, and like what your goals are for the community that you're building? Okay. Uh, Black Scrubber Brigade was started earlier this year. We had our first show in May. And we started it, Fierce and I, um, just to... Shout out to Fierce. Yes, shout out to Fierce. Love Fierce. Uh, We started it just to combat the racism in the strip clubs and even just in the pole community uh, here in Chicago. And so we really wanted to be able to, like, offer opportunities that we felt like were lacking and things that we also wanted to involve ourselves in as well. So starting all of our poll shows and like actually being able to host our own audience that are there for specifically black sex workers to be able to uplift us and have our own like personal community that's what's up so goals for it um we have been doing some pretty consistently sold out shows recently which has been great um we only had a couple of shows this year and the outpour from the community has been great. Like I get DMs all the time saying like, when are you hosting another one? When are we doing this? And like, we did have to postpone our last show just because of accessibility issues with venues, which Mm. is also related to racism. Funny enough, how racism just keeps popping in there. Keeps, keeps, you know, staying in rotation. Well, we are in America. So yes. But, Mm -hmm. um, I know that people get surprised that like it's happening in Chicago, but it's like, that's we're why so I segregated feel like, here. That's what I'm saying. That's why Chicago's one of the most segregated Black cities. Brigade needs to be there for people who want outlets to talk with like other black strippers about everything that's going on. And it's like I wanted it to be our own community because I feel like other people have communities that they say are like exclusive mm-hmm. and uh, like inclusive. I mean, and like diverse. But it's like when I interact with them i don't necessarily feel at home Mm. in those spaces you know what i mean and so it's not anything that i think people are some people are doing it specifically to be racist and to be like you know over here away from other people but i feel like some people think that they are like open more open just because they're like queer friendly but that doesn't always relate to other races as well yeah so that's been my experience with things and the strip clubs especially just not wanting to hire black women or just policing black women's bodies in general has been something that i talk with everyone about all the time like that's just a consistent theme like whenever black girls talk about the clubs we ask each other okay how many auditions does it take you to get hired Mm. Like, that's just a thing. It's just a running joke because it's like you can literally audition somewhere like fucking 10 times if you're really on it. I'm not doing all that. For me personally, if you're not going to hire me the first couple times and I'm taking different outfits up here, different wigs, I'm doing new routines on the pole, if if I even get an audition, because sometimes you don't even get to go in and dance. Yeah, They tell you no before that. So it's like I don't have time for that shit. We have our own time to host our own shows. And people have come. People have cared about what we're trying to do. We want to continue to, like, host consistent shows, book more black performers, uplift other sex workers. I've done a lot of mutual aid this year that I would not have been able to do without BSB. Like, people have – the community has came out for us for real. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. So, I love that. Well, personally, myself, I want to thank Ava as well, you know, because – you know, I've been doing this nine years, okay? And so when I first do it, when I first started pole, like, 
quite literally there were zero spaces for me to like perform and mm. make money really you know i would do showcases and things but i wasn't making any money you know yeah and so you know now we're in this age in chicago and i'm loving seeing all these events and these you know these these shows that are they're they're geared towards you know pole dancers and sex workers and you know performers so that way we can have an avenue to you know showcase our talents and make good money doing it and you know she she puts on shows and so there's shows that like now i can actually go and perform and make money Mm -hmm. you know because guess what guys guess what folks i'm not getting hired at the strip club i know that and i know that so that's why i'm just like i get it however i know i'm talented and i know what i can do in the poll so it's like fucked up right so it's for sure yeah it's shout out to you for creating spaces where we can have we can go on stage and perform and then you can create those safe safe spaces at that too like I mean, when I first started performing for your show and then Small World Collective, like the queer spaces, I felt so safe. I felt so taken care of. Mm-hmm. I made the best money I've ever made in my life. It's been wonderful, yeah. you know? And, and I would like... the thing. I think people know when these are like community-oriented spaces, they come and they fucking tip. Yeah. Like when we yeah. did Tease and we made all that fucking money, that was lit. Tease was the first... That was, that was my debut back to performing and it was with Small World Collective. Yeah. Shout out to Tori. Shout out to Small World Collective. Shout out to everyone that was involved in that. And yeah, I I went home with at least a thousand dollars that night. Yeah, yeah. it was fantastic. It was now, great. I've been doing shows every now and then here and there. Am I making that money now? No, but it also depends on how big the venue is, mm-hmm. right? And also, let's talk about events where they need to have cash. Yes. Uh, the what do you call it? The cash system. The dollar daddies. Dollar daddies, where yeah. where you can exchange your your money and get cash singles or dollars, yeah. so you can tip exactly. the, the performers. If you're gonna run a space, if you're gonna do events and you want to have performers and you want people to tip, you have to create an easier way, a platform, yeah. so people can actually do that. So I gar- so I highly recommend having a person to exchange money on and your And sometimes space. you need more than one person. And, and sometimes you need okay. more than one person. That's yeah. okay. We're learning that with yeah. BSB as well. I know that, like, there's been some shows when I was like, damn, we needed, like, 2,000 you're, lear- you're one. Per- you're learning, you know, saying. so that's the thing. But yeah. some people have way bigger productions. Yeah. And, you and they know, don't think about those and, things. And I'm trying to be intentional about what we need going forward. So that's definitely some of my goals is to just, like, be super prepared for us to have, like, the most fucking amazing shows. So Absolutely. shout out to everybody who has come to a bsb show like i have loved the outpour from the community i've loved that there's more people we did an intake form for people to apply to work with us next year and there was like so many applications of just such quality people who chicago has probably overlooked oh for sure and i love the fact that i get to like get up every single day and like work with these people network you know connect and have them in the shows yeah so it's, it's been important. really great. It's been yeah. really fun. And then we're over here. We're instructors, right? We're teaching these students. You know, we're we're sharing our craft. We're 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 giving them this experience, and then they're taking these skills, and then they're developing them. And you need something to showcase that. Yes. You know, what I mean, you need something to like look at what I've been working on so hard for. You know, I feel like stripping and pole dancing. It has such this stigma, and it's so fucking stupid because it's literally a pole, guys. Like, chill. You know what I mean? Like, it's literally a fucking pole. Like, relax. You know. And yet, it because of the stigma around it, you know, it's not respected. It's not, you know, we're not in the fucking Olympics. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not seen, even though, you know what I'm saying? Come on now. What yeah. we do <laughs> should be, y'all. Because the amount of work and the craft and skill it takes to do these 
to do what we do in the poll, it's it's insane, you know? So the fact that we're not respected enough to have these big sponsors like Nike and, you know, all these, to look at us and be like, oh, what they're doing is actually a, a sport, a, yeah. a craft, a skill. Now, whatever you choose to take this sport, this skill that you do with a craft, whether it's going to work at the strip club mm-hmm. or going to perform at a competition or going home and performing for your friends and family, whatever you want to do with that, or if it's just purely fitness, you know, or whatever, or if you want to do competitions or you want to do dance at the strip club and you want to make your money, like yeah. let all of that is res- we should all have that same mutual respect for all of those things that I we decide to that. do, you know? And that. the fact that it's all segregated like that, yeah. like I'm tired of the narrative of pole dancers being like, I'm not a stripper. Um, don't call me a stripper or like getting this whole, like separate, like trying to mm-hmm. separate themselves from mm-hmm. literally paying homage to what the fuck. Come on y'all. The reason I became a strip, a, a dancer also in a sense of like a, a pole dancer was, was, was from going to the strip club. When I was 18 years old, seeing seeing the girls and the gays on the pole and just like making it rain, I was like, I want to do that. I love it. I think it's great. So pay homage. You know what I mean? Like pay homage. Like this is exactly like there's nothing wrong with that. We are all one and the same, you know. And so I appreciate you creating, you know, um, the B- BSB so that way you could really, you know, elevate your voices, our voices to mm-hmm. be like, hey, you know, we can create events. We can create our own spaces where we can support our own communities right. as well. Yeah. We don't need... I feel like having our own space has been very helpful just because I know, like, I personally don't... There's some places I don't go just because it's a, a little bit more pole-fit community, and I don't always feel accepted in that. And so... But that's, that's my problem. Like, and why, no, why is that? That's like, the thing. So it's like... I hate that. I continue to show up in spaces that I feel like the most safe in and having my own little vibe. And that's, what's been nice about being here at Siren, just coming here and teaching my classes and inviting people from BSB to like come to class, do some stuff with me. It's been even more pivotal to the journey for sure. Mm -hmm. And I, I appreciate the community that we're building for sure. For sure. For sure. And I, like you mentioned, shout out to Siren, shout out to Maddie. You know what I mean? So we both teach at this facility here. We're in Siren right now. Mm-hmm. And Siren was was started from Maddie. And I'm going to have her on the show to speak her part and, and on, on why she started um, Siren and everything. But I personally love that that I have a safe space where I can teach that also has a different business model, right? And mm-hmm. this is another thing where people, maybe folks don't know. We pay to teach here. Mm-hmm. So we pay. Me and we're both instructors here, but we pay we pay to rent the space to teach you students, the ones that are watching. Shout out to our students out there. So it's different. You know what I mean? Other places, they have a different business model. They go in and they're getting a flat fee for whatever they teach, right? Yeah. We're different. So, But with this space, you have to be your own marketer. You have to be your own your business own person. You have, Yeah, sure. you, you are your own brand. So if you're coming here and you're working and you're not expecting and if you don't have students signing up, well, that means you have to hustle, mama. You got to hustle, boo-boo. You know what I'm saying? And so that business model is very, that, that works. It's, it's, it's very, that's, I think that in a sense, right, wouldn't you say that's the stripper model in a it sense? It is. It's very right. similar to just like going into the club, you pay your little house fee and you just figure it out from there. Like, you know what I mean? Like right. sometimes you're going to have a good day. Sometimes you just, you know, you got to reschedule class. Sometimes you okay. got to reschedule class. And that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. And we shout out to our break. students. And shout that's out to our okay. students who understand it because yeah. we're very transparent. I would say I'm very. I'm very real. I'm, I'm very real. real. I'm I say so hey, sorry. like I don't even live up north. I yeah. I can't do it. But I yeah. will be there for you next week. Right. Exactly. I will be there. Be like, hey, low attendance this week. Sorry, yeah. but 
Shout, and, uh, I, and I think that they appreciate that because I actually had some students recently be like, you know, when I come here on a day and it's full, it's like my little party in the middle of the week and yeah. then I can just get through. And yeah. I'm like, that's real. That's so real. That's real. So yeah. it's like, I really don't even want to teach a three person class, not because I want to make these three people wait, but I would rather you come in here and it's six of us in here and we're having a really like our own little vibe with the pink mood lighting on like. I love that. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. For sure. I appreciate the flexibility. Yes. Yes. Because I, I, I do love the one on ones, too. Like I do private lessons and I really appreciate those, too, because mm-hmm. I, I it depends. Right. It depends yeah. on whatever we want to do. But the vibes like Friday, Friday nights, I would I prefer to be lit in here for yeah, sure. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah. Friday agree. night where it's just two people. Oh, no. Yeah. I want Friday nights to be lit. It, you know what I mean? It needs so, to be. It needs to yeah, be the vibe. Yeah. It, it needs to be the vibe. So, yeah. Well, like Ava, you've been fucking amazing. Um, but I still want to do meditate, masturbate, medicate with her. So we're going to take a little quick break. We want to go take a little smoke break. And if you guys will come back, we're going to take a quick one. So we'll be right back. And then when we get back, uh, Ava is going to do meditate, masturbate, medicate with us. Okay. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you. We'll be back. This episode was brought to you by Lost Farm. From the makers of Kiva Confections comes Lost Farm. Strain specific, plant-based, 10 milligram, THC edible gummies and chews infused with what? 100% live resin and solventless live resin for a distinctively full spectrum, true to the plant high. Novices need not apply. Must be 21 or older to consume. And we are back from our break. We took a little smoke break. We took a little bathroom break and we're back. So we've been having such an amazing conversation with Ava V. Marie, founder of Black Scripper Brigade. And I have to do Meditate, Masturbate, Medicate with you guys. So if you guys are still, if you guys are unfamiliar with this section, this is our wellness section, our wellness segment of the show. And this is like also just a little icebreaker for our guests. It's really fun. Uh, It's Meditate, Masturbate, Medicate. So those are our three pillars. And we basically choose three topics in those three areas or if the t- if the guest just wants to do one or two whatever they'd like um and we just have a conversation you know it's about mental health sexual wellness and freedom and then also of course uh, medicaid which will typically usually be cannabis or like you know psilocybin we don't believe in big farm in this house but you know teach his own yeah. so i'm excited to do it with ava so very excited meditate masturbate medicate so what would you like to start with um, surprise me. I trust you. Yeah. I'm, I'm along for the, I'm, I'm along for You're the along ride. for the ride? You're, she's a vibe. This is great. Like, Ava's, <laughs> like, so fun to talk to. This has been such an awesome interview. Um, okay, let's start with, let's start with what the people want to hear, which is masturbate. Yes. Which is basically what we've been, kind of been talking about this whole time, too. But when it comes to masturbating and your sexual, when it comes to, like, sexual freedom to you, in mm-hmm. a sense, too. Now, I know you do sex work, right? Yes. How fluid are you when it comes to the sex work? Do you, when you are with a client, so to speak, are you engaging in sexual acts? Like, how does that look? Um, yeah, I mean, it would be similar to, like, your partner, essentially. I mean, if it's, like, you know, regular, it's more, like, consistent basis. Um, but are there any sort of kinks that you're into in a sense of, like, maybe, like, BDSM or, like, any sort of, like plays that you really like to like like what is your thing Ava? i know you got uh, a thing fine. girl i okay. know you got a thing also also today. can i just uh, what, what also how do you identify are you queer straight you know non-binary i am pansexual pansexual yes that, wonderful um 
Fine. I guess we'll be open today. We'll <laughs> she be said open. fine. Like, fine, we'll be open okay, today. I guess I'll um, share. <laughs> I, as far as clients go, I love pegging. I you love pegging? pegging? I love pegging. Pegging man is. We just, have got a conversation, uh, y'all. Let's talk because <laughs> that has been always intriguing for me. I always, I've never done it, but I've okay. always thought I like would be down to do it. Can you, sh- so like. I think that every woman should try it. Really? Just even just one time. Even if you don't like it, that's fine. I okay, so. Just explore it. Pegging, if you guys are not familiar with, um, is when you're strapping on, mm-hmm. say, said like a like a dildo or a strap on or yes, um, whatever extremity, and you are going to penetrate your partner, yes. correct? Yes. Whether that be ass, pussy, whatever, right? right? But you enjoy the act of that. I do. Um, I enjoy it specifically with clientele, just because it's like I love that little, you know, dominate men. Uh, oh, so your clients sure. are more men too. Um, yeah, in that sense are. for pegging. Okay. Yeah, so it's like that. That I I have like a few specific people that I do it with more consistently. So it's like I like the process. I like feeling like, you know, there's more breakthroughs. Mm. I guess with them. So it's like it's psychological for sure, but it's fun. I bet. <laughs> I bet it is. I've it's always fun. was like it's this. Fun. Look like, and it's I, like in my personal life. I mean, I date women, so it's like. I don't have a problem strapping bitches down. Like, that's gotcha. not a problem. But gotcha. at the same time with men, it's just, I don't know, it's more powerful. Yeah, like you have powerful. this, like, I'm assuming, exactly. right? You're like this dominating person. Because exactly. isn't it always usually the other way around? It is usually. With right. Yeah, with my clients, usually, like, I'm very submissive. So it's like, ah. th- but that's what they like. That's what they want. Okay. So it's like, I don't have a problem playing either role. But I like, I like dominating. Okay. Yeah. So you can play both roles, but you do prefer to be a dom as opposed to submissive? Um, I would say, yeah. Yeah? I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. I see that for you, though. <laughs> she got that bad bitch energy, y'all. She got that bad bitch energy. Oh, we got a warning. Not a violence warning. <laughs> yeah. TikTok. TikTok is being like, hey, do don't talk about pegging. So I get it. I get that. <laughs> Women dominating I don't. Men. I'm like, whatever. What's fine. the fucking problem? Women dominating men. It's TikTok. I I'm mean, not surprised. I mean, you're right there. You know, they're quick to cut the cameras. That's true. That's true. Everything else has been fine. Yes, but as soon as, wow, yeah. yo, as soon as Ava mentioned women dominating men, boom, that's when, yeah. that's when we, yeah. but that yeah. makes actual sense too, because on TikTok, I feel like a majority of the people like are men that follow. They that are. Like, yeah. 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 That watch like my platform. So, wow. Interesting. So we literally just got <laughs> that in real time, y'all. Um, and that's just something you enjoy, right? That's something yeah. that you you know prefer is there anything else in a sense of like the pegging is one thing but when you have maybe like your relationships with your partner Mm -hmm. that's something different for you and do you explore like other things in the sense of like you know maybe the do you have the same type of wanting the dominant dominant um uh character presence presence, yeah yeah. um i would say that i'm still pretty fluid with my partner so it's like some days like yeah i do enjoy that but some days it's pretty chill okay yeah so it just depends it does does okay cool but for your clients now do you have specific clients just for that act but do you also have other clients too like yeah i do yeah it's it's pretty diverse i mean it just depends on what somebody's needs are gotcha you know what i mean that's just that's (laughs) That's true because it's just pretty much the role of being a sex worker is just meeting that need for the customer like that's literally it it's not meeting their needs yeah but like not everybody can do that so not everybody can do that that's how being a regular is formed it's just you like a customer is constantly enjoying 
the ride that they're being taken. Right. So, right. And when it comes to, you know, in a sense of like, you know, when you have your clients in your sex work journey, is there anything that's like off limits? You're like, those are past my boundaries. Like I don't do this. I don't do that. Like, is there anything that, you know, for you is a red flag? Um, I'm pretty like vanilla. I won't lie. (laughs) I know that people think like some sex workers are like super like, kinky and like mm-hmm. some people are like more power to them um, right Go this off. is funny that i say you this. not that you said no, vanilla I said and vanilla, you literally also, said that you peg so i know but like that's <laughs> that's amazing to me she's like i consider that, that to be feel, vanilla but that doesn't, seem, that doesn't seem that outrageous if that's really the only, I only thing i do like I, I don't really do too much else i won't even lie that's like my one uh that's when the when the devil horns are up. Uh-huh. That's that. Uh-huh. But when the devil horns are down, it's like, no, I'm chill. You're chill. I'm chill. You're chill. I'm chill. Okay. So, the, but but I mean, but I do like. I'm not like. I'm not really a butt stuff girl. So that's okay, like not okay. my thing with per, with anybody. Not okay, just, got like, you. Clientele, but with but pegging though, partners. pegging with your partners though, that's that's the only time that you will right because pegging with the with a man is gonna be in their butt. Well, right? yeah, but I'm gotcha. talking about my butt. Gotcha. My butt is off limits. <laughs> Your butt is open for the taking. <laughs> your butt is mine. But, <laughs> but my butt is never yours. Wait, not your butt is mine. <laughs> it took me out. I'm sorry. Like, that I have to everything. be clear. I have to be clear. I'm not fair. <laughs> I'm not fair. It doesn't go both I, ways. No, it does not go. It does not go both ways. I love ways that. I love that. Okay, so we know. Those are the boundaries. Yeah. Okay, so we're established now. <laughs> Ava, your butt is hers. But mine, but hers is not yours. Okay. Exactly. Uh, what about? I mean, I'm just gonna throw some things out there because I'm sure that people will be like, "Oh, I'm curious." Yeah. Scat play. I have never engaged in that. Okay. Scat play is when That's you're just getting like it. a little scary to be. A little scary, yeah. I mean, for your girl, same. You know, yeah. scat play, yeah. Race play. I absolutely off limits. Yes. Absolutely off limits. Absolutely off limits. Okay. You did say you're vanilla, so I'm yeah, just throwing some no. shit out there. Absolutely <laughs> off limits. So scat play, guys. You know, we're getting into the you know poopy, all that fun stuff. And then, uh, which, you know, I'm not king shaming. Go off if that's your thing. Just not for your girl. Um, and then race plays when, you know, you're getting into, the, like, you know, you know, back in the slave times, maybe. Yeah, strange pretending behavior. To be strange strange behavior. behavior, which, yeah, definitely. Some people do, but I'm just, it's not in this house, right? No. Um, so we said scat, race play. I'm just throwing some, like, wild, you know, more of the, like, you know. T- oh, how about, um, uh, like, any sort of, like, uh, rigging or any like rope play or have you ever tried those uh, things i've actually never tried it i would be open to it yeah I, it's just not i forgot I've the ever, term uh, i know it's like ropes and ex- what know. like shibari yeah yeah, yeah shibari yeah. is interesting it seems cool but it like cool, i have right? never experienced never experienced it yeah that's that's when you're like suspended and you're hanging in like the ropes and mm-hmm. things like that so um what's another one um let's see let's t- what about the um What's that one thing called? Okay, I'm, I'm, I just smoked, so my brain has literally <laughs> been like, oh, girl, we're gone now. No, but um, when it comes to that, you know, you did say you're vanilla. So I'm just throwing things out there just to kind of like for entertainment purposes. But um, pegging, though, definitely is not vanilla in a sense. <laughs> so you engage in that for sure. So that's fun. But um, and when it comes to masturbation just for yourself, like, you know, do you find masturbation to be something that you engage in on your I own yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i i enjoy it um i like vibrators for sure like vibrators yes. okay yeah have Vibrator you ever had any wands sure. like crystal wands um, or like i have some glass pieces yeah glass pieces i really enjoy okay because yeah. i pr- i prefer like 
like the glass, the like glass the ones wand. are honestly better. I, I think love, they are. Yeah, there's yeah. an energy there. I have a um, Aventurin. It's green. Okay. And that's what I use. Do you have Ooh. like what are your glass pieces? I you sound like you have a collection. I, no, I only have I have three of them. Three. That's three that's a collection. Them. That's, that's a collection. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love it. I She's like not really, but not really, but. <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to get a collection. Going, okay. But, you know, okay. Yeah. But I feel I'm like more, when we're in the I threes. have way more vibrators than I have of other, oh, okay. of any other pieces. Okay. Well, then that's a collection. No, I had a. Well, okay. We're, I thought we were just oh, talking okay. about the wand. Not okay? the sections. I was gonna Not say, the sections. There's categories. Categories. <laughs> there's categories to mine. <laughs> I live. I live. Yeah. You know, we got bullets. We got yes. the actual real vibrators. We got the glass pieces. Gotcha. I got some dildos, some strap ons. Got you. Where do you? go to shop for your so your items. i honestly shop online online um, okay. okay i have some like like different people that i go through like I, it's not like set spots that i go to okay. if i see something that looks like pretty decent like if i'm looking for stuff online like already searching for it gotcha. and it just seems like popular good I'll try quality it. or whatever yeah i'll yeah. try it okay but like i will go to lover's lane every now and then shout out to yeah. lover's lane yeah. yeah i love lover's lane they have some nice stuff i definitely was in there not too long ago trying to shop for some pasties and stuff yeah the yeah. pasty selection in there yeah. amazing yeah amazing. for sure for sure some of their prices are a little strange oh I yeah lie but yeah. i don't always get shit from there for i sure. go the pheromones are so good there the pheromones? spray oh the pheromone sprays Come I, on, I, I actually think okay. Somebody bought me uh, that expo earlier this year, right? You right. Know, the expo. So thing. the expo was sponsored, yeah. right? I, yes, it was. Yes. I personally attribute the pheromones from the Lovers Lane to, <laughs> to why oh, I got oh. to why I got that bowl. Wait, put us on, sis. <laughs> okay, so she went. So you went to Lovers Lane and purchase pheromones it's like a spray it's a spray yeah and you said that it got you an x stage pole somebody bought it for you from that did. come yeah. on i wore that a couple of times on a few dates with the same person and then he was like what can i buy for you oh my god and i was like oh i really need this x pole stage <laughs> mama needs to work and so then i need I equipment it. yeah <laughs> I know that's right. Yeah. Shout out to the pheromones. Because okay. before that, I was wearing one perfume every time. And then I put the uh, other one on. Now, listen, I will say I definitely agree when it comes to, like, scents. Yeah. And I, I think that certain perfumes smell differently on different people. Like, you could be wearing the same spray as yes. me, but I think we will smell completely yeah. different. And I sure. really love, like, the science behind pheromones. Fuck I'm very yeah. deep into, like witchery and yes. magic and all of that so i feel like yeah okay. i love a little scent mind control Ooh, that's what it that's what it scent is that's what control. i use it for maybe that's i'm using that. it for evil but that's what i'm using not really because you just got a poll paid for that sounds great to me shit it's just it's it's just fun and bsb at this point exactly, so exactly. okay well i've had fun talking about mastery with you i think we're gonna shift gears a little bit now let's dive into meditate because okay. I'm, I'm curious about that because you did mention that you struggle you have struggles with you know mental health mm -hmm. and things like that so what are some like some meditation practices that you, you practice or maybe some things that you have in practice that you want to get into meditation practices um i do meditate pretty regularly um i do it in most of my pole classes uh, when we like warm up and stretch so that's more of like my consistent meditation space that I try to provide for my students, but also just in my own personal day to day. If I feel like like I'm stressed out or something, I will take a moment to just like chill. Uh, currently, I have been doing ketamine therapy. So, oh, the my gosh, you therapy, have to. Yeah. OK. Uh, with the ketamine therapy, there is like a little meditation moment uh, that goes along with it. 
uh, when I take my medication every day. So I do enjoy that. That's been like a lot more mindful for me the past couple of days. I think I'm on like my eighth or ninth day of it. Oh, today. doing ketamine? Yeah. Are you it's doing the, it? Uh, at home ones. You're doing the at home ones. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, one of my students actually goes and gets treatments. Yeah, see, those yeah. are higher doses. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just on a low dose that's just supposed to be for, like, anxiety, Got depression. You. Got you. Just, yeah. No, I've, I've been hearing lots of things with ketamine and treatments and things, and I've been mm-hmm. hearing good things. I actually think it's helping with my chronic pain as well. Chronic pain, yeah. yeah. Where is your chronic pain? You um, mentioned it before. It's pretty much, I, I it's undiagnosed. Um, I've been going to my doctor for just a series of like body spasms and aches for the last really? 10 years I would say and wow. um it just comes and goes so it's nothing like consistent like sometimes it'll be my back sometimes it'll be my knees sometimes it'll be my ankles okay so like, it's in, okay. yeah it's in okay. various areas wow but um does pole help you with that or make it worse though I think it's a mixture of both okay yeah okay yeah yeah, that's real. But I mean, like, I go to King Spa a lot. You know uh, me. You know me in King Spa. We got a we thing like going this, on. We like this, son. Yeah. yeah. Like this. King yeah. Spa. Yo, if, shout out to King Spa. Shout out to King Spa. I'm going to King Spa this week, and I'm ready. <sighs> he was there this week, too. I, I think I'm due. I'm really due, because, yeah, yeah it's, it's calling to me. If anything, too, yeah, just do some, do some self-care, spa yeah. treatments yes. in your life. Like, it, yes. if you don't take have a- Take your lover to King Spa. Uh, I'm taking mine. There I'm you go. Take you mine. So there take you go. your lover to King's Spot. <laughs> They'll the be so happy. Quite literally. Quite literally. <laughs> I really want to try the air place, but that place is too expensive. Air? So. I'm taking my mom to air next year. Oh, really? That's my goals. That's on my 2024 goals list. I must take my mother to air. Like That's sweet. my mom. Shout out to my mom, actually. Yeah. She really helped BSB this year, like oh for gosh. real. She's yeah. holding me down. I love Shout my out mother. to moms out there. We love it. Yes. We love a mom, a little supporting mom. Yes. Very yes. supporting mom. Yes. Well, yeah. she deserves air then. Air is a little pricier, it's a little yeah. out of my price range, yeah. but. Plus, I just love the Korean spot. I actually like, justified it by doing the math on how many King Spa trips it is <laughs> to if I if I did a body scrub. Oh, yeah. Because if I go to King Spa and do a body scrub, it's like it doesn't seem like that much. But really air is if I did three King Spa body scrubs, which honestly oh, is not that much. Okay. So if I'm going to elevate the experience. Okay. Compare yeah. spa to spa. But yeah. I feel like air is worth it if I just don't go to King Spa three times. So that's true then. If you do that yeah. then. Yeah, because that that's body scrub thing. is the it's, truth. It's so good. It just gets me. I'm due. Through. Like, I literally feel like it rejuvenates. Like, when I'm having chronic pain flares yeah. and I go there and I get a body scrub uh. and she stands on that table above yeah. me. <laughs> it's just like oh, everything is gone. All my problems, all my troubles are wiped away in this moment. I know that's right. Yes, yes, because the scrub, like they quite literally take like twelve layers of dead skin off your body. It's, just it's incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. It's Shout out to King. I always fall asleep. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, that place is like uh, it's, I'm. I'm yeah. literally. You're over here making me like, man. I need to sign my ass up to that and do a yeah. scrub soon. Um, well, sickening. So we do a lot. So we have a lot of self care. Oh yeah. I, so she self cares. I told y'all, romanticizing my life is a huge part. Love that. And honestly, I'm carrying that energy into next year. I'm ready. I, I'm ready. How about let's just have that be the norm for yeah. everyone. Like, care. Like have a self care system right yes you know like i it's funny because i have therapy and then i have i, I see a massage therapist weekly mm-hmm. and then i have therapy and then i also oh did you check out my 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 acupuncturist yet not yet but okay. i am planning it i am mama the it. chronic pain get you some dr kim in your life because he's it sounds really great i phenomenal. loved acupuncture when i did it in denver a few times did you i did it like a couple of weeks 
And it, I, I honestly did see a, a change. So with with my personal doctor, he's a, he's a Korean doctor. He does he does a system of like acupuncture, cupping, uh, red like there's like there's like a machine therapy. But then he also like does this one thing. I don't know the proper term, but he like draws blood. Mm. So if there's like a, a part of your body that's like really like achy or just like he'll assess you he'll do his whole assessment he'll ki- do some chiropractic treatment on you in it mm-hmm. too as well and then he'll end up drawing blood at the end and when i tell you it's instant like the the relief that's crazy it's instant i leave there like feeling much better mm-hmm. however it's not for the faint of heart no i was gonna say that's that's a little extreme it's a stream <laughs> but i feel like you could i feel like it's right up your alley miss mm. pegasaurus um <laughs> we'll see about all that <laughs> We'll see. But no, I mean, like, I, if anything, try it one time, especially if you have chronic pain. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's the key because that, that relief is instant. So um, well, shout out to your self-care routines. Shout out to Miss Self-Care love Queen. Hell yeah. We have to, guys. It's, it's, it's so important these days, you know. It's just there's so it's so easy to just jump on social media and go through this hole of depression yeah. with what we see nowadays on social media. So, um, well, yeah. How about we go ahead and uh, finish up with Medicaid? So uh, I know you. I know you a weed smoker. Yes. Right. So I am too. Uh, we are cannabis connoisseurs in this bitch. But uh, what what's your jam? Like, are you a sativa girl, hybrid girl, indica girl? What's up? I'm on. I'm a weed girl. Ah, I love, um, it, love it. But I I like using different strains for different purposes. For okay. Sure. Like I love to daytime smoke a sativa, um, indica for sure at night when I'm getting nice and cozy. Um, that also will help with your chronic pain. It does. Too. It yeah. does. That's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've always uh, smoked weed for pain. Like, you know, yeah. medicinally. Gotcha. So gotcha. yeah, like having a medical card now has. I've definitely explored way more strains this year. Gotcha. And like been able to like pair different things. You know, for different moments. Do you like hybrids? I do like hybrids. Yeah. yeah. I kind of feel like they're just like mid. I'm like, eh. Like I either want the sativa or I want the indica. If I'm really, really feeling like a sativa mood, then I just go ahead and get it. But yeah. like sometimes if I go to the dispensary and they like have a little sale on a hybrid, I might true. check it out. That's you true. Know? Yeah. Cause that'll be like an all day for me. That's like an all day smoke. It me. is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Exactly. Like a hybrid, so it's like, yeah. I might as well just get this. This will be mellow. Yeah. It'd sometimes be cute, like I'm a mellow. Like chill vibe, you know? Yeah. It just chill keeps you vibe. level headed, you know? Exactly. Cause the anxiety, I don't know if you, you, do you, do you suffer from anxiety? I do. Okay. When you having that, when you have your anxiety attacks, do you feel like, what does that feeling feel like for you? Is it like an overwhelmingly feeling? feeling of like just I don't know like I mean for me personally I I just explained like in a sense I feel like I have so much to do Mm -hmm. right I I feel overwhelmed yeah and then I get like just really like I feel like I'm undiagnosed ADHD a little bit too because it's just like I feel like I'll I'll, okay I'm doing this and then I'm like wait but I also have to do this oh I forgot to do this Mm -hmm. you know and it's like it's like scatterbrain and so I feel very overwhelmed that's like the a very panicked feeling how do you how do you feel about your anxiety um my anxiety is similar but it feels more like i get overwhelmed but then i kind of like deep dive in energy like i'm definitely somebody that's going to get anxious and lay down like okay i'm, I'm very chill with it like so you go to I, sleep my like, brain is like hyperactive uh, so i'm usually not able to sleep but i will oh. just like i guess burrow in the covers a bit <laughs> i love but that. that my my anxiety is pretty much linked to my depression though so i chill uh, i just want to chill like i chill. just need like a break i just need like a moment to like decompress and like be 
away. Be. Yeah. Do you do you do that by listening to music or watching TV or anything like that? Do you use um, that as well? Music or? for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a Mitski girl. I will get depressed and listen to Mitski, which is not recommended. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm just telling you what I do. It um, works for you, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. And um, I just be in my little. I actually have a uh, on Spotify. There's a playlist that's called Sad Girl Starter Pack. That has gotten me through a lot this year. I'm going to fucking look that up. That <sighs> Sad Girl Starter Pack? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm going to like yes. find that. That sounds it's awesome. It's actually such a great playlist if you are like going through such a dramatic sadness. Okay. It's great. It's great. All right. Well, I've been feeling it lately, so I, mean, I think hey, I'm going to bust that you need Sad that. Girl sometimes Starter Pack that. out. And then after that's done, that's when you smoke your uh, sativa, oh. and then you immediately listen to the City Girls. Yes. I'm telling you, this is it. This that that'll get you through because you don't want to get. Like, you're not gonna wallow all day. You can't because you're, you're a bad bitch. You're not gonna yeah. wallow all day. So when you do your wallowing with the sad girl starter pack, then you want to smoke, okay. have a nice little meal, okay, and that's when you want to immediately put on City Girls. Oh God, City Girls. No bars great. by JT. That's the one. Uh, yeah. Put a little like yeah. twerk on, like yeah. I don't know, like yeah. It's, it's that's when it's time to like rejuvenate the bad. Bitch. I love that. Yeah. Come on now, that's a part Sickening. of the self care. That is giving, giving yourself the time to cry, and then giving yourself the time to get happy. You know, and I think that's something that I think we is in society. So for this, maybe I'm just projecting, but like I tend to not do that because mm-hmm. I'm a crybaby. <laughs> I'm a big crybaby, and I try. It's been a real big thing to like keep myself from just breaking down and crying in front of space in, in spaces because mm-hmm. I often fear like, I often think that that's like rooted in like weakness yeah. when I'm like you know vulnerable and I cry mm-hmm. but sometimes I can't help it you know what I mean yeah. and so I think that you honoring your sad girl starter pack by like letting yourself just wallow and cry of and course. then and then finding a way to dip out of that mode and switch it I think that's so beautiful and insightful and I think it's huge because it's like allowing yourself to feel the feels it's okay it's I mean, okay to be I'm, sad i'm a very emotional girl so it's like i just don't want to keep that in i'm not yeah. an internalizer at all see i'll I'm wait externalizer. oh you are everybody who follow me on instagram know that oh you are yes know how i feel don't ever ava ask ava how she feel good on instagram yeah look at that story and the then story text and then text me Ava, you put, yeah. <laughs> I wear stories. my heart on my sleeve. I have two heart tattoos. On yeah. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Don't ever think I don't. Everybody already knows where I stand with them. Yeah, for sure. Quite literally. I'm, I'm a real bitch. I don't know. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I don't no, know I what to it. say. I'm I definitely, I definitely had the best time watching your trip in Bali. Uh, uh, I loved take it. Take me back. Take me back. Take me back. I just looked at a Bali fly alert yesterday. I'm like, dude, I keep looking at it. Listen. It's, it's talking to me. It's talking my partner's never been to Indonesia yet. I've been twice, so I'm just like, let's go you know that's a vacation though you should go it is a vacation and i've never been with with him so you go you got to go to all the tiktok spots i know and that's the thing when i went to bali guys this was before tiktok this was before the world of travel it was so cool to travel i went there when nobody was doing that shit and i didn't do all the the tiktok and i did the the waterfall couples pick though Oh, the couples pick though. They look so cute. Really? They were really romanticizing their life. Okay. Cute. We were in Bali and I was waiting in line to go up there and take my picture. And the couples were up there and they were doing their little poses as yeah. the water came down. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait. Oh, I, was like, I literally can't wait to be in a relationship and come back. Okay, you know what? That's so real because I, I've traveled a lot of places, but Bali was the first place that I actually was like, because I love solo traveling. I love traveling mm-hmm. by myself. But 
Gar- I definitely felt in Bali. I was like, I want to share this place with somebody. I love. That's exactly was my thing. Like, it's oh one of those God. places. As somebody who has just came out of a fucking five year relationship and loss of engagement, and I was out there by myself, I'm like, I feel like, yeah, I'm ready to move on with somebody else and come back to Bali. It's one of those places, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah. It, 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 it was really transformative. Is. It was it transformative. Is. It is. That was yeah. so healing. That was just such a highlight for the year for yeah. me. I was really happy that you were able to see that. It was. Yeah. It made me happy to see that for you. I was like, yes, go Ava It was great. Bali. It yes. was so great. It, it definitely took me back. So, um, Ava, you have been fucking amazing. This Thank has been you. such the best conversation. Uh, I love chatting with you. Thank you for informing everyone on sex work. Yes. on being a black stripper, you know, yes. be, uh, starting out very young, going to HBCU, you know, starting BSB, Black Stripper, stripper Brigade, trying to build a community to help uplift, you know, sex workers, performers, pole dancers in this community. You know, we appreciate you. And yeah, we just thank you. This has been a great conversation. And at this time, if you want to leave the people with anything, just plug away, you know, where can we find you? Where can we stalk you? Well, thank you for that beautiful outro. That was super nice. Of course. I appreciate that. My fellow um, sisterin. Follow the Black Scripper Brigade on Instagram for sure. We are going to be having a lot of new and exciting things coming up for next year. Um, you can always find me, Ava V Marie 20 on Instagram, oversharing and promoting a poll show. <laughs> that is my it. brand. That is who I am. I love it. Um yeah, that's pretty much it. What's Just your TikTok? Keep us on, well, you know, I don't really. Why I'm not? Trying to, I'm trying to figure out if I want to keep it going. What, girl? You have all these followers, too. If you don't I make know, some money off TikTok. Keep saying, like, you really not using that audience on there. And you're right. I'll you, be real. Yeah. I, TikTok is just like. Is it too much know. work? I don't even think it is too much work. I think I'm just not as committed to it as I was before. Okay. That's real. I have my little influencer bag moment. And I feel like, you know. It, okay. For some people, they just keep it going. And for me, I'm like, I really care about BSB and I really need to, like, just put, the effort put there. that effort into my real shit and, like, That's community building. And then, you know, TikTok will be there. If That's it's true. for me, it's going to be for me. So I'm not worried about pressing it right now. But for sure, want to make sure that everybody knows that Black Scripper Brigade is around, whether you are a performer or somebody who is interested in coming to our shows and actually paying black strippers in chicago giving us a platform to continue to host these shows there you but go. other than that it was wonderful being here yeah we thank you so much and yeah everyone thank you so much for watching um if you haven't already you guys can find you know my podcast you can go on tiktok you can go on instagram youtube twitch um give us some love and, you know, if you have any questions or anything like that or have guests that you want to, you know, see on the show, let us know. And, yeah, we'll just really we're really happy to be here. And this is the first time doing it in this space. Our yes, home. This siren. Space is cute. So we're I really like excited. This, this, this turned out to be cute. Yeah. I'm excited. And thank you so much, Ava. Thank you for having me. Yes. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Kimbo out. Brought to you by Zosin Media.